hard pressed topers. I don't. Okay. We've never called them that before, but we. <laughs> I'm Catherine, and we have our friend Jen here. Hello. Hey, Jen. Welcome, Jen. And Jen and I, just for your visualization, <laughs> are sitting in my closet. It's a very <laughs> oblong closet, so we have not a lot of space to our right and to our left. <laughs> Pretty sure that my tea is sitting on a child's tool chest. <laughs> yep, it's true. <laughs> it works, so it really does work. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But we're all here, and so welcome, Jen. I'm I'm super glad to get started and talk with you today. Yeah, so tell us tell us who you are, Jen. Tell us about yourself. Um, I, my name is Jennifer, and I am married. Um, my husband is a minister. We pastor a church in Monroe City, Missouri, and um, we are the assistant pastors in a church in Palmyra, Missouri. Mm-hmm. So um, we have six kiddos, two of which are foster adopt, and then four are biological and they just, they know how to keep me busy. Yeah. What's your day-to-day job? Um, I just homeschool my kids. That's, yeah, just, that's, that's yeah. it. Just, you know, stay home and eat bonbons and watch yeah. soap operas. <laughs> <laughs> Never say just. No, totally. <laughs> what are the ages of your kiddos? Um, I have a child who's almost 15. My oldest son is almost okay. 15. And then I have a 12-year-old girl, a six-year-old boy. Let's see who's next. A four-year-old girl, a three-year-old boy, and a two-year-old boy. That's six kids, right? Yeah, I think I think so. I lost count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not sure. And one thing that I love about your family is that you've got some fiery redheads there. Yes. Yeah, your yes. husband, two of the girls... I didn't get any of those. So Which is I, surprising. I know. I really I really do appreciate their red hair. And your husband is a master chef or yeah, grill he's, chef. He's, he's all things. Like okay. he bakes and, and smokes and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And he smoked. What did he tell us what he smoked <laughs> he recently? Smoked an alligator. And you ate it. <laughs> I ate it. I made the mistake of eating it while sitting next to the carcass and seeing the head <laughs> and then say carcass? i mean that's what it was like it became did not become like food anymore it was just like i started i looked over and there was the head sitting there <laughs> i didn't realize you guys had those in missouri no. well we actually don't we had there's there's a lady called the seafood lady yeah she's my neighbor oh, oh really hey danny okay. what's no, up if you're listening <laughs> oh yeah and she got it for us and it i mean oh, the, okay. it tasted great it tasted great. It yeah. just for you, real. Was you, it tough? No, it tastes just like chicken, and it was tender because my husband's like he's amazing at that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I mean, if you can make a gator taste good, <laughs> it was good. But you can't really? just you just can't look at the head. You don't right. look at the head of a chicken when you eat it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can do that, but I cannot. Okay. Well, you guys, that's all we have for you today. That's <laughs> our pod. And thanks we're for having me. <laughs> And fun fact, did you drive your limo here tonight? Or? I did not drive the oh, limo. That's and I'm glad because your roads are kind of crazy. <laughs> she but she yeah. came in and she's like, you owe me so much for driving here in the fog without my night glasses on that she refuses to wear. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm supposed to wear my glasses. You got you to gotta back up, though. Are you Do you drive a limo as a trade? or No, I actually just had the idea one day. I was like, we couldn't find a vehicle that had storage and that could also hold everybody. Uh So we're like, (laughs) what about a limo? My husband thought I was joking. And I'm like, no, really, like this could be an actual thing. And the great thing about a limo is if you can find a good one, big families, listen to me here, because if you can find a good one, like 
you have all the space that you need, and it has so much storage. <laughs> Guys, in the middle. I'm serious. Like all the soccer cleats go in the middle. Yeah, I feel like you're not taking me seriously. I am. It has a huge trunk. It's amazing. I have a picture of this gator in the front seat of the little. It's all very confusing. Okay, moving on. So. I do not know this. Tell me how you guys started your foster care journey. Because I don't think I've ever heard that story. Well, we had our older two children. My daughter was born. um, And then we tried for another seven years to have a baby. And at the time, I um, had PCOS and insulin resistance and prediabetes, all this stuff. And so there was a lot of things that were, I believe, keeping me from being able to get pregnant. And so we started to look into fostering and we got into it because we did want to eventually adopt. But as we got into it, we were like, this is really what these kids need in this time of their life. Mm -hmm. So we had several children come through our home. And then as that happened, we just really grew in our uh, passion for actually wanting to help these birth parents. Mm, and so mm-hmm. um, we got we had a few come through our home. We've had some good experiences trying to help the, the birth parents. And then we ended up with our little boy. He's six now. He was they got they gave me a call and said he's two days old. Do you want to come and see him? And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's fine. We'll go and see him and, and you know, be there for him. And so we walked in and there was no. In this NICU area, all of this, um, these rooms were so beautifully decorated. Mm -hmm. And there was like signs on the door with the children's names and these balloons and flowers. And then we get to his room and the the lights were off and it was just one single bassinet in the Mm -hmm. middle of the room. And I walk in and we'd had children before and I never had this feeling. But I really felt as we walked in, the Lord said, this is your baby. Mm. And so from then, there was a whole different emotion that went with it than what we had with our other kids. And so um, we were able, we actually had him in foster care for three years. We did work closely with his father to try to get him mm-hmm. back. And that just didn't work out. Um, and then we were able to adopt him when he was three. And then surprise, surprise, we were about to move into a camper. Yeah. Oh, we left that part out yeah. of your life. We're, we're weird. Intros. <laughs> My mom always says that if there's something that could be done weird, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm not going to do it normal. How many kids did you have at this time when you moved into the camper? We only had the three. Okay. And then I found out about a month before we moved into the camper that I was pregnant. Yeah. Which was like out of nowhere because I had not been able to get pregnant all this time. And so we um, move into the camper. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I gave birth to our daughter. We lived in the camper for about a year. We were in the camper... Um, and we had just pulled out the mini crib. So she went from a bassinet to a mini crib. And when that happened, I'm like, we're done with this camp. Yeah. <laughs> and so we decided we were going to get a house. So we got a house and we got a phone call for another baby. And I think this is just interesting the way that the Lord works, because with this child, we also worked very closely with his mother to reunify. Is that what? Yes. And we but we never had that confirmation that we felt with Jameston, like the whole the situations were so different. And so and I think that if we. Now, people may disagree with me on this, but if the Lord had given me confirmation that this baby was mine the second time, I don't know how hard I would have worked to reach this birth mm-hmm. mother. Mm-hmm. And we were able to invite mm-hmm. her to church. We were able to, um, you know, to really get to know her. Actually, she just messaged me today and asked mm-hmm. how he was doing. Um, mm-hmm. We are close to adopting him. 
Mm-hmm. And so um, we were able to develop a relationship that I'm not sure that we would have had had I just been like, okay, I know that this baby's going to be mine, you know. Right. And, but anyway, I we they gave us the call for this. That was a total tangent. They gave us the call for this baby. We were like, well, you know, we already have a surprise baby here. And so, you know, we'll just add this one on. And so we took him in, fell in love with him. And about two months later, I found out I was pregnant again. Yeah. And so that was it. I'm funny like, how that worked out. We're going to have to do you. Yeah. We're going to have to do something about this. So, uh, yeah. So one thing that I would love to talk about with you, because you have been on the foster journey for a while mm-hmm. and your older two kids have been, I mean, they were early elementary, right? When you started yes. or yeah. preschool. Yeah. What do you see in those two older kids? What have you seen develop in their character? I would say one of the first things that I noticed was in our area, we have issues with racial division. Uh, And we were surrounded by that. We were surrounded by people that had issues with a person of another color. Mm -hmm. And so when my... Because your first son you adopted is of mixed race? Yes, he is um, African-American and Mexican. Mm -hmm. And... um, he was obviously darker than everybody. Mm -hmm. And so my think that my kids learned from an early age that it doesn't change the kind of person that you are, you know, based off of your color and having that experience firsthand rather than having to. And of course we tell them those things, Mm -hmm. but to live it in a situation of this is my brother, like he's no different than anybody Mm -hmm. else. You know, Um, they've been able to just be good influences to the people around them, to their friends. And, and uh, I mean, I hate that it had to happen that way, that we live in a time where that they have to have that kind of experience. But I am thankful for it. And I feel like that it has just changed the way that they they look at other people, you mm-hmm. know. And then also um, just just to God hasn't just called myself and my husband to do mm-hmm. this, but he's called you guys. We said that from the very beginning. They were mm-hmm. little. And we said, isn't this awesome that God can use you in this situation? And I'm, it, it made a difference. It made a difference all the way yeah. up from them being little. Yeah. And I've seen that in my kids, too, just the ability to be able to do that as a family. Mm-hmm. There's nothing quite like that. It's hands-on. Yeah. It's like right there every single day. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Jen, you have a lot on your plate with your kids, and those are busy ages and homeschooling. Um, what have you learned about yourself? Um, I've definitely learned that I am capable of more than I thought. And mm-hmm. I feel like the Lord always sees more in us than we see in ourselves, and he always puts things in our path to to show us what we're really made of sometimes. And so I I feel like there was more in me and there was more that I had to offer than mm-hmm. just what I originally thought. I think that that's the, that's the main thing. And I also learned that you truly can love a child that is not your biological child. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people have doubts about that. And I'm telling you, I, I forget sometimes <laughs> that I did not give mm-hmm. birth to those boys yeah. because it just it's just as if they were my own. Right. And I think one of the biggest fears I hear from people who are are really thinking about it but are hesitant is they're not sure that they can take it, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that they can do it. What do you have to say to people who have maybe been thinking about it, but they're just not sure? Well, I think that there's a lot of there's you're always going to find a reason why not to. And I'll tell you, like the whole situation can be 
I mean, an inconvenience, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like there's a lot of inconveniences that meetings. come. Yes. Yeah, just meetings, the meetings and, court alone. and yeah. in doctor's appointments. I mean, I know meetings alone. And so there, there is, there are always going to be reasons why not to do it. Um, and I've, I've heard a lot of people that I feel really strongly that would do a really great job. They'll say, well, that's just not for us. And I'm like, how much have you really sought the Lord to think, to say that this is not for, and of course I don't say that. (laughs) I want to sometimes, but I don't. And I think that um, we need to be really prayerful about that decision and um, to take it one step at a time and not get so overwhelmed, not think Mm -hmm. automatically to that end result or, um, you know, what's going to happen with this kid or am I going to have to say goodbye to this kid or whatever it may be. Because one thing I've definitely learned is that the Lord loves these kids far more than what I ever could. As much as I love these children, mm-hmm. God loves them more. And so I I have no business to be all caught up in my own feelings. I mean, yeah. it happens, but um, we can't stay there. We can't stay right. in a place mm-hmm. where it's just all about how it's going to affect me. Because mm-hmm. I don't believe it's for everybody, but I believe it's for more than what most people think. If you're truly lurk- looking to work in the kingdom, this is an amazing way to do it. Yeah. I love what you learned that um, you're capable of more than you thought. And kind of a challenge to us is to not shut a door of opportunity before we've really considered it, before we've prayerfully considered it. Absolutely. And to see what gifts are there. There may be something Mm -hmm. hidden there that you don't even know that you could be good at or that you could enjoy or that is a talent or an ability that you have. Um, There's so many times. I mean, think back 10 years to where you were and think, oh, I've come this far, you know, Mm -hmm. and you learn things about yourself and you learn that you have abilities and talents and um, passions about things that you didn't have 10 years ago, you know, Mm -hmm. so. Right. And I think that's one thing I wanted to talk to you about is in the last couple years, you've been on kind of like a pretty significant health and wellness journey. Yes. Um, So can you tell our listeners about where that started for you, where you are now, what Um, that means to you? Yeah. I ended up having gestational diabetes with my last two surprise pregnancies <laughs> and um, which didn't surprise me because I wasn't um, I wasn't very healthy I was already dealing with prediabetes so it didn't surprise me that I had gestational diabetes and so I ended up on insulin with both of them and this, the, the second pregnancy my doctor said I'd like to just keep you on insulin because I think that you are diabetic and I'm like and you know as when you're pregnant you're thinking well I'll just come off of this and it'll mm-hmm. be okay I'll have mm-hmm. a cheeseburger after this baby's born mm-hmm. but um, it didn't work out that way she was very concerned and so it just something hit me and I'm like, I know that I can, I know that I can do this. Like we've been through some hard things. Mm-hmm. We've done some hard things. And mm-hmm. I feel like um, there, there was some things that I needed from the Lord. I needed just, you know, help in so many different aspects when it came to this. And so I, I talked to the doctor. I said, I really would like to try on my own mm-hmm. and just see what I can what I can do here. Like, just let me just try. And so I just, I have a friend, her name is Hannah. I will shout out to her here. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, she, hey. <laughs> she ha- was on this with me. She wanted to lose weight as well. And so we just decided to get going with it. And at first it was all about my health. And this all was about- before COVID hit, right? Yes, this okay. was two and a half years ago. Okay, now. that's what yes. I mean. So, um, I, at first, it was all about you know just getting healthy, and as and of course, as any experience that brings you in life, you learn so much about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I just began to realize that what I was doing for my body previously, and what I was doing just in life in general, was 
just kind of coasting, you know, just kind of mm-hmm. making it. And that's kind of where I had gotten, how I had gotten to the point where mm-hmm. I was. Um, and not really caring a whole lot about anything or putting a whole lot of effort into yeah. anything. Um, and it's just the way that I had kind of always been. Um, mm-hmm. And so it started out like that. And then I felt like... Um, I started reading about, you know, what the Bible says about glorifying God in our bodies. And so that became, it became more of a focus of, I knew that this was important for my health. It was important for my family. And so I decided to think of it as a way to glorify God. And that was Mm -hmm. very helpful to me. But as this was happening, as I was losing the weight, I've lost 80 pounds, which I'm very, yeah, very happy with. Um, As this was happening to me, I began to realize the other places where I was kind of just not doing my best or not even not my best necess- I mean not even like getting close to my <laughs> yeah. not even really trying you know so I I was looking at all of the thing all of the aspects of my life and it made me like kind of look at everything the way I was parenting my kids I felt like this was when I when I started to look at every aspect of my life I'm thinking more intention needs to go into all of this. So into Mm -hmm. my spiritual life, into my children, into my children's habits that they are creating as they get older. And so it's completely changed who I am. I've become definitely a more goal-oriented person. My kids have become very much um, mindful of all the aspects of their life because we Mm -hmm. decided to create health in all of them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they, Mm -hmm. they are even becoming more aware of, you know, where they're lacking in their mental and emotional health and their spiritual health Mm. and their physical health. I'll hear them say, mom, I think I just need to go for a walk or my my daughter, especially she'll say, you know, I'm just going to write this down because otherwise I'm just going to think about it, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and so she's being able to evaluate those things. And I'm not sure if they would have created those habits had I not decided, you know, years ago that things were going to be different. Mm-hmm. And so it wow. did, it was just, it's about whole healthness for me. You yeah. Know? Like just a whole right. wellness. Uh, so shift like that takes tremendous amount of energy, yes. you know, when you're going in one direction and then to kind of like stop and turn. Oh, yeah. That's, that's incredible. You guys had talked about abundance. You had mm-hmm. talked about that mm-hmm. before. And I, I think a lot about that, about how the mm-hmm. Lord does want us to live abundant lives Mm -hmm. and there's something there's things that he has put in place that we can do for that to happen Mm -hmm. so as as being a mom Mm -hmm. of all of these children Mm -hmm. (laughs) most of which were surprises um (laughs) i i decided to include them in everything that i was trying to do for myself Mm -hmm. so if like let's just talk about the spiritual aspect of things right now we are doing um we have a list of verses that we're doing for November, and each mm-hmm. day we write the verse down, we reflect on it, we pray on it. I've got my kids doing that just as part of their mm-hmm. schoolwork. Yeah. You know, um, when I was really trying to exercise and lose weight, everything was with the kids. We would go walking together. We would do, you know, we would exercise together. We would cook together. We would, um, and that's one of the things that I'm really passionate about is, you know, a mom taking care of herself. But in turn, it's becomes a lot easier to take care of the people around you. I think the misconception is that people think if you take care of yourself, you're not Mm -hmm. taking care of anybody else or you're being selfish. But in turn, it gives you more energy to take care of your family Mm -hmm. and more opportunities to do that. Mm -hmm. Because you have those opportunities to say, hey, guys, we're going to our family hikes and bikes all the time. And so that's one of the things that we didn't do three years Mm -hmm. ago, you know, and so they've all become 
excited about those. And, you know, my little girl, she's four. She says, I'm a little hiker, you know, things like that. So it's so cute. And I love it. I mean, I always compartmentalize like my me time or I think, oh, I got to get this in before I'm needed someplace Mm -hmm. else. And I think that's okay to have different parts of ourselves in different places. But I love what you're saying about incorporating it as a family journey. You know, yes. that what you, how you take care of yourself affects your whole family. Yes. That's very and cool. It's common that the, the a mother is the most neglected person in the family. Like <laughs> it's our own fault, but it's just the truth. But there are so many ways that we can take care of ourselves while taking care and not only taking care of our family, but benefiting our family. Like, yeah. you know, giving them whole health. You know, I mean, it's, it's possible. It's very possible. Right. I think that's a lie that. You know, you have spoken to me about moms losing themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think it's because we believe this lie that if we take care of ourselves, then there's got to be some other sacrifice somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And you're saying, no, No. like there's only gain in that. Yes. Yes. It is possible. And I just really want other moms to understand. Right. What would you say to our listeners that's like, I believe it's possible it just feels overwhelming i don't know where to begin like where do i even start what what advice would you give them i would say start very small and i say that all the time if there's anything that you ever want to do start super small so i always say that like for instance i just made a youtube video about this about if you are wanting to you know cut something out of your diet or cut back on something. I'm not about cutting out, but (laughs) cut back on something. Um, Then you start with a breakfast, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so, and that's kind of my mindset about everything. So if, you know, you can do all of those things with your kiddo, but just start with one, Uh start with, start with Mm -hmm. taking a walk in the evening times after supper time and just grab the kids and go for a walk or start with, you know, one hike a month or something like that, where you can just say, we're going to do one family activity a month. It doesn't have to be every weekend. It doesn't have to be every day. Schedule it on the calendar. Everyone's going to do this. And you find that the kids get really into it. Mm -hmm. I mean, my 14 year old will complain about hiking, but when we're out there, he's like, this is this is awesome. Yeah. You know, like he yeah. knows. He knows yeah. that he loves it. And it's so such it's good advice. It just starts small. Yeah, I always do the opposite, right? I like have these grandiose like we're gonna change everything all at once and it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> yep. And then I like I tank it and I don't hit any of them and I'm like, Well, oh, oh well, right? Yeah. But you're right, everything and we talked about this a lot on the podcast, it's all just brick by brick, mm-hmm. building the life you love and intentionality. Right, totally. Part of what Kate and I talked about with abundance. You, t- you were talking about your motivation was to glorify God. You know, I, I spoke about that I ended up feeling guilty because mm-hmm. I couldn't do, mm-hmm. I couldn't drink enough water. Right. <laughs> so right. stupid. Um, Failure. But like, you know, with, with just what you said about motivation really struck me mm-hmm. is because I think that's what, that's what makes the difference mm-hmm. of. Yeah. Going back to your yeah, why. Why are we doing this? Yeah. Yeah. And what does it mean? Because in the long run, none of that really None of that really matters, you know, Mm -hmm. but if there's something that you're doing and it glorifies God, then it also reaches other people. Right. The relationships. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And the way that you can touch people and give them some kind of hope and you let them know, hey, this is through God and this is because of God and this is for God. Mm -hmm. I think that that's just that's first and foremost in my mind. It wasn't always. Yeah, it definitely has become that. And that's where you've been. And that's why I'm still here. Yeah. That's why I've here. kept yeah. 80 pounds off yeah. for the last two and a half years. Dang girl. I mean, I know, right? Like, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. pretty great. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I love that we're talking about this too in the the timing of this with the new year, the turn of the year. I always have plans and, and, you know, what I think I'm going to do. And so I just like this reminder. It's yeah. to take it, to take mm-hmm. it slow and to, to be intentional about your motivation and who's getting the glory. Right. Well, I want to know if there's anything else that you want to share with our, to share with our listeners that we haven't brought um, up. What haven't we brought up? <laughs> I have. I ate a alligator. I drive a limo. Oh, I know. I do know. Sorry, I snapped. If you could hear that. Um, I know. Kate and Jen have something in common. Oh no! And it's an instrument. Just guess. Oh, which one? Which one? Oh, I love. I want you to guess. Which one? That's a great answer. Is it the piano? Nope. Well, yes. It's probably all of them. Ukulele. But specifically. Is it the yes? Melodica? It's spoons. Spoons! Oh, <gasps> you both play yes. spoons. Oh, that's and so it's fun. Where did you thing. add your spoons? Are, oh, Kate, do you have a video what? somewhere? I really need to see it. <laughs> I ha- I recently got a set of heritage wooden spoons. <laughs> Why are we talking about this? Do you what it sounds like horses it? galloping? It's amazing. And she, that's how she calls her kids to dinner. At least she oh, did that. that for like the first week she had them. <laughs> That's yeah, fantastic. That, I love that. So tell me, what, like, in what context do you play this? <laughs> <laughs> I will actually turn on banjo music on my egg. <laughs> yes. So, do you, like, have your own banjo music you've recorded, like, pre-recorded? No, I, it's normally Soldier's Joy. That's, like, my favorite one to play the spoons to. Kate can play the this banjo, is- so. Oh, yeah, oh my I gosh, that was the next one I was going to in- learn. And by play is like in those loose air quotes, right? Like <laughs> Kate has a banjo she sometimes holds. Oh my gosh, um, Kate. So Jen, modest. This is so funny. I'm gonna send I'm gonna send you a name. I'm pretty sure she has an Instagram reel of the spoons. Oh yeah, I gotta go. Look. So where can we find you on people that are curious about the gator? And I heard you say a YouTube video and Yes. My friend Hannah and I, when we started losing weight, we did make um, a YouTube channel and it is WW Jen Hannigans, like shenanigans, you know, uh-huh. with me, Jen <laughs> Hannah. Jen, oh, Jen Hannigans, yeah. Cute. We're clever. And so, and it was, it starts with WW because we started on Weight Watchers. Um, so, anyway, that oh, that's us. And we are active there. Um, and we also have a Facebook group that is just Jen Hannigans and um, people come there for accountability and things oh, like awesome. that for their, yeah. for all of their oh, goals, not just for weight loss. Okay. Awesome. Catherine, can you link to that? Yes, I'll link in the show our... notes to it for sure. And I'll maybe link to some spoons videos. And <laughs> mm. <laughs> There is a spoons video on Facebook. Oh, you, yeah. you dig that, deep. That's true. Yeah, you got to dig deep. <laughs> I, that is, that's, that's my plan for tonight. <laughs> next on the list. What is, I know Catherine's going to have another question, but I wonder where, what's bringing you hope these days? Uh, what's bringing me hope? Um, you know what? I would say that knowing that God is um, sovereign and he is controlling all things and that they are all going to work together for our good. Um, My, this is going to be a downer, but my mother-in-law has stage four cancer and um, just watching her have peace and um, just spending the time that we have with her. I am just so thankful that Uh, God knows and that we're going to all be okay, you know, Mm -hmm. and so and -hmm. just in those hard times, I feel like I do feel the Lord's presence so much. And I feel like he's always saying, 
it's okay. Like I've got this. Mm -hmm. And we've been through some hard things lately and some things that have caused a lot of anxiety. And Mm -hmm. there's always that foundation. That's what it is. That's where I I was going is there is a foundation of peace. And that always brings joy, even in the most like moments where you're like, how can I feel okay right now? But just, just a foundation of peace because that's what I'm setting on. That's what, that's what we're resting on. Mm-hmm. That always brings me hope, but especially, you know, going through difficult situations. Right. Okay. And a lot of, I mean, the whole premise of our podcast is that we can hold hope in hard times. And so the last question that we want to ask you is what's exciting in life? Um, well, there's something I'm super excited about today is I just... My sister-in-law just gave birth to my first niece. Oh, I have wow, I sick. have three That's nephews, incredible. but no niece. Yeah, so this is the first one. I know. I'm like stoked. <laughs> Have you, have you held the baby? No, yet? she was just born today. She's two two hours away from me. You know how well, hard get this over is there. I know how, how far away there. they were. <laughs> but she has little she has a little bit of red hair. No way. No, oh, I'm serious. My sister Welcome has red hair. The world, and then baby. my uh my sister-in-law, she's got a little red tint to her wow, hair. So we have red on both sides. So we're I'm taking excited. over the world. <laughs> Except for heads. you can't have any redhead kids. I know. <laughs> no, that's that is such joy. Like nothing makes me happier than a new baby. Yes. That's awesome. It was so fun having you on today. Like I love to hear I love this. And, uh, yeah. I'm coming back really whether you guys fun. like it or not. Seven <laughs> minutes in the closet <laughs> heaven. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're you're coming back to my closet. Yeah, I'm you are. Back. Okay, we're, we're gonna work on getting this a real space here. <laughs> Actually, step this works out step. really well. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks for being here, Jen. Love you. Love you. Thank you. Hey guys, isn't Jen just the best? Super wise. I love her adventuresome spirit. I hope you guys found some nuggets of wisdom in there and some encouragement. We will be back next week. Thanks for listening.